just carried over for me of like having something to talk or having to talk every day as far as like last week i think i worked like four or five days in a row then three well two gigs i didn't i didn't do i wouldn't have sang yesterday if i could like i wouldn't have been able to like just and even right now you can kind of hear it you're like <laughs> yeah yeah like there's just certain like high higher pitches that it, there's nothing I, I can push as much air as i want it just, there's just nothing pitchy or whatever and then uh then today closing out like work it's like okay i need to go home and then they asked me to go in earlier today, and I was like, I cannot. Like, I won't have a voice if I go two shifts today. And luckily, I'm off tomorrow, so after this podcast, I'm going to try to have some, like, some type of vocal rest. Because it's, it's just fatigue. It's not like, oh, I'm sick or anything. Yeah, it's, you're just, you're It's warm. literally just seven yeah. days of talking and yelling. Essentially yelling and trying to do less yelling, so giving more intense workouts. Yeah, the yelling's the worst part, not even the singing. It's just Right, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's all the fatigue is. That's all the fatigue. You know, it, it's the constant yelling for three hours you know at a time you know because even if i do a morning shift and then afternoon shift it's still three hours at a time yeah. you know at a given at any given uh shift uh brian what i was telling you as far as tony robbins um i was watching this video as i was prepping today's podcast and tony robbins has given i mean over over 100 million i don't know if it's meals or he's fed over 100 million people nonetheless he's fed a ton like millions of people by now if not a billion by now, because that video's like a little, a little aged. Uh, either way, he he finally I finally found a video where he talks about his first experience and how he went about it. And basically, he he was 17 or 18, and he saved up a bunch of money. He then went to a store manager of a grocery store, and says, "I want to feed two people. I mean, I want to feed two families. Give me a discount." And then <laughs> this is the little funny kicker. It's like. So the manager's like, okay, I, he gave him like 10% off. He's like, you cheap bastard. <laughs> so so then he so then he gets the um gets the discount, he gets all his food, and he says he he'll never forget, I think it was the first family he went to. So basically he used the local church to say, hey, I have this food, I want to help feed two families. That's the goal. Two families and that's it. And so then they give him like, I guess, and he even he said cuz they said that he they sent him to the barrios. So wherever he was at at the moment, that they sent him to the Barrios and got two families. And he didn't want any recognition. So what he did was that he was the messenger. He wasn't the, the donor. The donor, right. Because, and I'll get, I'll get into why about that in a bit. But he then goes to this house and this lady opens the door and she's like, because he's 6'7". So he's saying like he's she's like half the height, so she's like five two, which is not short relative. But when he when a guy's six seven, you know they're they're towering the ceiling, and so she's and so he's like hi ma'am, and then she ends up talking to him in Spanish, and he's like no I'm I'm just I'm just the I'm just like the delivery guy I'm just a delivery boy, and she's like no you're God gift God gift God gift that's all she said she kept repeating repeating it, and she was crying and smiling at the same time. And that, to me, that's just that euphoria, like of like, of being in their situation, regardless of decision, and well, because of decision makings. But up until this point, like you know, Tony went to go help them, and that I guess they were he was there, and God that God give God gives, and that she was uh, telling a bunch of stuff in Spanish. And of course, he didn't understand. And another little fu- funny like tale was like she, he didn't know what he didn't know how to say th- Happy Thanksgiving, so he said Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Like very intentionally, because like that's all he knew. Like I've heard the song, but at least not be that. Like I, it, he at least knows it means happy, right, or whatever. Um, so what that gave me idea for is like uh, the school supply thing for kids. And I'm still trying to figure out the kinks, but that's a I think a model I could veer off with it. 
essentially in the beginning, this first stage, and I can actually do this next month in August, I can do it myself, where I go to the church, and especially like the church that my family is, I would say, associated with. Um, I know people outside of outside of going to church that I can say, hey, I need to talk to the church. Who do I talk to? To then find families or find kids that are there that go to CCD or whatever that you know that you know need help. And that that's what I got. That's what I was gonna tell you earlier when you had first got here. That right, right. I was like, hold on, Eddie just got here. I just saw the text. I was like, let me go open the door, and then he Eddie walked in. But uh, it was interesting because then I'm gonna give you the why, Tony. And Tony says that this this is totally complimentary of why he wants to solve, but not solve world hunger, but just help as many people as possible through hunger. So when his parents were married and whatnot, by the end of it, his dad realized that it was his fault. As a, and now instead of taking action on his faults, he left. He essentially abandoned the family. Um, the story is, it was a Thanksgiving. It was one of their Thanksgiving. I think, I think he was like 15 or so, 15 or 16. This was leading up to him 17, wanting to donate, right? So he is there, and his parents are arguing, and you know, they're back and forth and whatever. Well, this guy goes to their door, and Tony opens the door, and he's like, oh, my God, like this is great. And then the guy's like, can I speak to your dad? So then they... He, go, he runs to go exactly, he's, he, and Tony says in his mind, he's like, this is the best thing ever. Like, dad's going to be really happy that we have food for Thanksgiving. And so the dad goes to the door and says, I don't, we don't need donations. We, you know, we're, we're not beggars, we're not takers, whatever. And he, shuts, he tries to shut, shut the door. The guy puts his arm there, right? He stops it. He stops it. Like, sir, like, this is, you know, this is not a donation. We just, we're part of a community. We hear that, we heard that, you know, you needed some, just assistance. And this is just a donation. I mean, this is just for you. You know, like, you know, take, take this gift. That was the word he used. He'd say, take this gift. He didn't use the word donation. Take this gift. Um, and he's like, no. And then the second time he put his foot there. Now the kicker for this part is uh, when the guy did it this last time, he's like, don't make your family suffer because your ego is getting in the way. Nice. And... And, he, and Tony said, like, at this point, like, he, Tony thought his dad was going to punch this guy. And instead, he took ownership of, a fa- of his failures and left. Which then gave, I guess, a buffer of like a year and a half, two years for Tony to save up his money to say, hey, I want to help two families right now. And he went. So that's, that's the why. And that's how Tony ties in emotion, a lot of emotional drive to past experiences that lead to that moving and I, I just saw it just before you guys got here so it's really fresh on my mind that i'm like um because i gigged yesterday like we me and eddie gigged thursday friday and then had a family event on oh family barbecue we just barbecued and had a good time so normally i'll take the week to find questions throughout the week if i hear somebody says something whether it's my mom or whether it's you guys um whether i'm out at work and i hear something click i'll, I'll usually go off of that and i didn't have anything because i i really just been doing a lot of content building and then with Luis and then working, you know, the same amount. So I was like, man, I need, I need to hammer out questions. Cause then you text me like, are we going to podcast today, Monday? And, and in my head, I was like, I don't know if I can have mat- enough material. It's not that I don't want to, it's not. And, it, and my thing is like, there's no excuse. Like I should have had something to build off of. And I was like, well, I, I'm not, we're not going to not podcast. So I was like, yes, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. And I'm going to just find every second I can to nail this stuff out. And I have some material, 
But like I said, but then leading to this video that I watched just before you guys got here and Tony telling his reasons as to why he wants to help world hunger. It's like, man, you know, and there's some questions that I have, he have here that I, I hope that we can dive into. But that's the I guess that can be like the little intro to this meeting. Uh, one thing that did stick with me from last time when we got off the air with when Justin was here, uh, Brian, I, I hope you go go back and listen to that episode with Justin. It came out really well. I was really excited during the podcast and then re listened to it. It's like, man, this kid's so bright. Like, <laughs> it's so. And, and, that, and there's even a part where Brian says, uh, or sorry, Brian, where Eddie, sa Eddie says, uh, uh, see, this is what I hear. This is what I listen to every day because uh, Justin's constantly like on YouTube, like learning. And that, that's his uh, medium of learning, right? More than anything else. And, uh, and I was like, man, like, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, just to throw that, that positive, optimistic kick, it's like, man, like, um, it's good. And that's, this is one thing, I think one thing that I said was like, it's good to have a Gen Z kid be in that situation. Cause then one thing I told Justin is like, well, and not directly like this, but one thing that I, we can't, we walked into was extreme ownership. Cause he's, he's into Jocko too. He's starting on the book, but it's like, because he has this knowledge it's important to pass that on and help others. You know, don't don't over don't overlook others that you know. Uh, either they're not fortunate for any, or, or they're not fortunate for any reason, whether it's self action, ultimately self choice, self awareness, or you know, I always think back like I, this is where I tie in the Tony Robbins thing of uh, thinking about you know what what passed you know that it has a profound impact on like your decision making now, and. Uh, that was a little. That was a whole little rabbit hole as far as Justin, but it was really. It was like I said. It was just really enlightening to hear someone like him. And then my goal, thinking about Luis, you know, being 15, turning 16 this year, and trying to help him just be a better person. I don't. I could give a damn about all the materialistic things he wants. It's like, well, if you can be a good person, you're gonna get you know whatever you want, anyways. Our graves are all six feet deep, unless you request seven or eight. I don't know. <laughs> Right, how does that work? Is that, is that, is that a thing? <laughs> I honestly don't know how that works, but... I know that you can get uh, dug into the same hole with, like, your spouse. I know my grandparents did that. Like, where it was my grandpa passed away first in June of, I think, 20, 2011, and then my grandma passed away 2012, and they put my grandma first, and then they put my, my grandma after. They did that. Interesting. So I know I feel, that's possible. I feel like for anyone who has not heard that phrase, that might have been, sounded really out of context. <laughs> but like the the phrase, uh, you know, all of our graves are six feet deep, meaning like doesn't matter necessarily how many materialistic things you own. It's just uh, your impact on on people. You know, at the end of the day, we all leave here with nothing. So. Yeah. One of those Super things. Good. Yeah, I was at a um, I was at a uh, memorial yesterday. Um, for a, uh, a songwriting buddy who uh, passed away, mm. um, albeit I didn't um, really know him very well. I didn't know him beyond um, more of a uh, an acquaintance level, but like, we did talk several times for like uh, you know extended um, amounts of time when I would when I'd be out there in, in the Harlingen area and he'd be out there too, and uh, we like bond over music and and like uh, jam band music we like and bands we like and stuff like that. But but you know like he was. Uh, he passed like a couple of weeks ago. I think I think he was like in his mid thirties. I don't want to say a specific age because I know I'm gonna get it wrong. Yeah. But I know he was in his mid thirties. He was definitely un probably under forty. He was yeah, young, definitely under younger 40. gentleman relative to like yeah, you know. relative and but anyway, like you know, he didn't really 
necessarily have much. I mean, I don't know much much about his personal life, but I mean, he is a um, you know chef at Olive Garden. That that's jobs what he did. Songwriting was his you know was his was his thing. That was his hobby. That's like you know what he loved to do. Music is just another thing he was super passionate about. He's mm-hmm. super passionate about the band Fish, live music, going to concerts, dancing, and being a joyous, happy person. Like that's what he was all about. But like he had such an impact on on people that like I mean you know he's a chef at Olive Garden. I'm not gonna say he didn't have a lot. I don't know like you know again his personal life or anything. But I mean you know he was a chef at a at a chain restaurant in his mid 30s. You know and like um you know not um you know, like a former president of the, of the United States or like, or someone who's like would get probably a huge funeral service or right, something, right. you know? Yeah, huge recognition but, right. from a mass amount of people. Yeah, but this dude, like it was very clear to me yesterday being at this memorial service that he touched a lot of people's lives down here. Like I've, I've never seen, um, this was at the Prelude in Harlem, and I've never seen the place so packed. Like I didn't even have anywhere to sit. Like it could barely stand anywhere even. Yeah. So it was like, and then um, a whole bunch of people were getting on the mic and, and, like talking about memories of him and stuff like that, and just like it's was, it was really cool to hear, and it was very cool to see again because I didn't know him beyond really a mere acquaintance level, mm-hmm. so it was really nice to it's really nice and touching to see how many lives he touched beyond I guess that surface, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that would be maybe a thing like a so it's it's one thing to see stuff on social media or on any type of media platform in general, and then you know if you if you were to go to a show and then now leading up to this event tragic event. But then seeing the outburst, you know, of people who did have, you know, did were impacted and, you know, showed up to to essentially celebrate, you know, not grieve as much, you know, um, that's definitely I would have to say is like it's just a part of like you're it, it's uh, people I think need to know that it's OK to grieve. And I know like I've had, I've had this conversation with my parents, like not as deep as like. Well, maybe as deep as like my like myself, like if something would happen to me, I'm like, don't freaking like go celebrate, go put on get ten thousand watts of a PA system and put some music on, like like why like that? Now that's just a me thing, you know, that's a me thing. Right. But the grieving process is normal. Yeah. You know, like it's it's okay, like it's okay to go through that. And uh, some people like they, I, I think I've said this before, but like some people want to be, and I say quote unquote strong. It's like well, you will get stronger if you let it pass with its own time and then just kind of rebound and you know you, you actually have a more fresh mindset about everything than oppo- that opposed to you trying to fight 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 emotion and just letting it run its course and then coming back right um, but yeah in- interesting that's that's good to hear i mean it's good to hear that you know someone like that someone like that in the sense of like i said not you know no spotlight of any of si- a numerous or an outburst uh you know maybe like a worldwide known person but still enough to where like hey i'm here in this vicinity and there's people that you know they cared about this guy yeah he impacted a, a community you could say so like i mean there's probably at least like 200 people there 200 300 that's, people there easy that's amazing. last night yeah. yeah that's a lot and um and it was cool it was like it was very like um insightful for me especially because um i've thought about how i would want you know um I guess people to, like, as you were saying, celebrate when I pass, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I understand there's, a, you know, funeral and all that, but I really don't want, like, like don't show up to my funeral in a, <laughs> in a you know, in all black and in a, in a suit, <laughs> yeah. and it's, like, 93 degrees outside. Or, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, like, I don't want I'm like, I'm going to, and this is, and uh, this is interesting because, like, it's something that Jocko talks about. Like, he would, they would joke about it because they're at war. Like, there's a, 
high probability that they could die, you know, and they would laugh about death because they face it every day, right? And like I kind of, I kind of think about it in the, in a very similar sense of like, I'm gonna be up there, like I'm gonna be chilling and like you know enjoying whatever that is, whatever that place is, whatever wherever that where wherever that leads to. Like, why are you going to be here, like, grieving? Now, it's a more of a human, emotional, like, just bio- chemistry thing, right? But uh, to me, I also, I'm I'm able to laugh about something like that. Because, like, why? I'm going to be, like, in paradise somewhere. You know, somewhere. Like, just think. And the way I say it is, like, think of your best paradise. That's where I'm going to be. Like, your best, not my best paradise. I'm Because I'm already going to be there. But think about your best paradise. I'm, I'm going to be there. So it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. For sure, yeah. I, I just definitely don't want, like, I mean, at the moment, I don't mm-hmm. want, like, a huge funeral service for I me. Mean, I really just want people to, just like what happened for this gentleman yesterday, like, you know, people show up, he celebrated, we ate Olive Garden, catered Olive Garden, because um, that's where he worked, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that, that was his craft. Yeah. And, um, but see, something like then, that, where he has, like, a double passion, where, like, yeah. he, 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 I mean, if he liked it enough that he, you know, he enjoyed working there. You know. Yeah, and then we played a whole bunch, or there's, like, a whole bunch of, you know, Grateful Dead and Fish songs playing in the background, and there's, like, you know, cool slideshows of him and cool, like, you know, things set up to look at that, was, you know, remembering his life and and then uh, people standing up and sharing, like, their stories about him, you know, and all that and just the way they impacted him and then, like, and then played music. Like, you know, some people chose to, like, play play songs that he liked or, mm-hmm. or songs that they enjoyed together. And so I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much exactly how I want mine to go down. Same. That's I had a college professor who, would, who said he allotted, like, 20 grand in his will for a wake when mm. he passes. Yeah. So I thought that was... I think when you told me about that, because I think you've mentioned it to me before, and when I thought, I'm like, hmm, yeah, I, I'd probably, yeah, that'd be, that'd be, yeah, that, that'd be more of the angle of, like, what, I, what I'd want to. Yeah. So to wrap up this thought, um, as you were saying yeah. with, uh, with your cousin, and, and you really don't care about the materialistic things he wants, but so long as he becomes a good person, good human being, mm-hmm. and that's what matters the most in the end, man. Yeah. Uh, Regardless of everything else. One thing that definitely hit me, and I, it, this would be too much because I, I don't have it fresh in my head, but uh, Jocko's podcast, this last one, number 83, uh, the intro section, which is go, it goes about like 45 minutes because he reads two letters. One letter, I believe, is from World War Two. I think. It's, it's, it's one of the World Wars. Nonetheless, he, it's a son. It's a, it's a letter from a father to his two sons for Christmas. And uh, I think it was World War One because it, it sounded like it was trench warfare. Anyways, uh, so there's that letter, and then the second letter is actually from a lady in Czechoslovakia who was executed because she was a, she was a tried and uh, convicted guilty of treason against her country. And this was I think this was around that time too of like World War One, World War Two, like somewhere there. And th- but her letter was to her daughter and how to be a, a proper lady and all these things. Now, they end up going into being consistent. And it's like, man, because th- the thing that, that gnaws at me consistently is my, me and Brian's principle that's gone back years of being the most consistent, inconsistent person. At least that's how I feel a lot of times because yeah. when, cause when it hits, it's like, oh, man. And then, like, now that I'm so I'm, – I'm, I'm way more conscious. I know that. But when it hits, I'm like, Damn it! Like it, it gnaws at me, and like so. Anyways, uh, going back to being a good person and just trying to, you know, work your way. You know, just and it's, and, it, and it's hard to even like say, oh, you'll figure it out. It's like, well, there's you need direction. You need some type of guidance, and you know, uh, 
they, they end up going to like motivation and different things, but they the main thing that Echo brings up, which, which I love, because Echo's depending, especially like on book reviews, where Echo's kind of more in like just in the back and like kind of just feeding in and asking questions that he has, where he talks about like it's so important to be consistent, you know, early, early, and you know, and and uh, and that's the way you know, it's it's easier to do that than it is to be now 100% inconsistent and just missing so many cues. And then if you don't take ownership, I mean, the thing is, to me, that's how, that's how extreme ownership is so important. Like, that concept of extreme ownership is so important. But there's many ways to say it. You know, Tim, Fer- uh, Tim Ferriss, uh, Tony Robbins has his way of tying in emotion to taking ownership and taking action. Taking massive action is one of Tony's things. Uh, Jocko's extreme ownership. Tim Ferriss is minimize, simplify, and ex- like basically simplify and execute. But like you know, the minimal effective dose to get the project done, you know, and then tying that into like being consistent and like trying to work on that. It's like yeah, and then, so yeah, when I'm when I'm going with Luis through going with Luis through this book that Rich Dad Poor Dad for Teens, uh, he's just about done. I think he has like two chapters left. It's pretty it's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah. Uh, that, I guess that, that's where my mindset's been too a lot this week because of Jocko's podcast. It's very even if you listen to the first hour because he, go, he goes into a Q and A, but that first section it, it's very impactful um, because it ties in children, which is like it's a focus, and I think it's because I think it's a focus because of Luis, you know, because of my the situation that I'm taking hold of because I see adults not taking hold of the, in an adult situation. So it's like, well, if I can take Luis's mind off of the bigger picture for now and just work a little bit every day it'll hopefully just build up to something bigger um definitely find myself impatient at moments but i try not to let it you know just settle and push it past myself what's an area in your life that you're really happy about there's like five categories four categories finance career those are two separate things Health, including, like, your body or anything like that. Personal relationships, and then, like, relationships, whether it's business or family. Man, I was about to say nothing until you said relationships. I think I have, and I don't know, maybe maybe things might get better as my life goes on, but right now I feel like I have a really good circle of friends or circles of Friends, acquaintances, coworkers. I have I have good people in my life. I have good people in my life, and I'm I, I I don't know if it was very recently or if I've noticed before, but very recently I I've had that good feeling, like kind of like good vibes type of deal. Like man, like these people that I'm around, like most most of the time that I spend with my friends, you know, any group of friends, like I said. I feel good, and I, I I'm aware who I'm with and and how they make me feel, and it's just a good feeling overall. Rad, I yeah. like that answer. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of took the words right out of my mouth with all that. I mean, I won't piggyback off of you, but just for the record, uh, all the ditto on that one. Um, I guess I'll pick career. Like, I mean, I'm really happy, at least like with a choice. I wouldn't say like you know. I, I mean, we talked about this a couple podcasts ago about definitions of success and. And I kind of tailed that into, like, you know, are you ever really satisfied? There's always another mountain to climb, another, you know, end of the rainbow to chase, so to speak. But um, anyway, like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I'm happy with what I'm doing. Good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, kind that, of like that's, that's a, legitimate answer. an inception of happiness, kind mm-hmm. of. But, yeah. 
and just uh, it's 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 nice to love what I'm doing and not feel like it's like forced on me or or um, or you know or it's because like you know uh, like society structures this way so be a certain way you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's not for any other reason other than that's what I feel great doing that's what I love doing that's what makes me happy and that's how I choose to s- spread joy onto others by playing music yeah. right. Yeah, there's something that I watched earlier. Earlier, I think it was in the morning. Uh, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. He says something along these lines. He says, uh, "Look for the job you want if you didn't need one. Waiting till you get older is like not having sex until you're old. It's just not a good idea." And the crowd starts laughing. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that, that that's exactly the same thing as far as career choice. And what it was for me, and because I said this also. I think that podcast that you're talking about, maybe like two pod, two two podcasts ago, was like how early I felt successful playing music. How early on, you know, that was three, four years ago, when I realized, like, man, like I've done a shit ton as a 22, 23 year old, right? And the reason I asked this questions, I this question is I I veered it off of a Tim uh, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, what the hell, a Tony Robbins uh, video, another video that I watched earlier. And he talks about life conditioning equals the blueprint of life. And so the, his question was that, like, what area are you most happy about? Whether like, because of your success, because of how much you've progressed. And he says that category, whatever it may be, should be the foundation and blueprint to allow you to have the same feelings about your finance, about your, about, in your case, Eddie's case, where his career's great, so now he can use that same amount of uh, fire to work on finance and his health and personal relationships and then business and uh, family relationships. So that, that's because he's like, I'll give you the equation. Tony Robbins like, I'll give you the equation. It's LC equals blueprint of life and LC is conditioning. And basically you find, if you, as long as you can answer that truthfully and honestly, if you know what makes you happy, use that equivalent amount of fire to start developing the rest of your life, to start developing all the other little... Uh, not stamps what's the word I'm looking for uh, like pillars pillars of your life and uh, like for me it was music and and I've, I think I've said this uh, more than one podcast where it's like I felt successful then so now I'm able now I'm just doing other things and now like Eddie's like hey we need to record when I was young and we're doing that and now I have my camera and we did that and I you know I spent Friday and Saturday just compiling that and trying to make it to Eddie Specs and then I created another Instagram page of just like fun stuff and that that Instagram page, which I'll mention at the end more in detail, is it's scratching my own itch. Like I, and it's funny because he texts me like in the morning, like, dude, how many Instagram accounts are gonna have? I'm like, and in my head, I was like, I asked myself the same question. <laughs> I was like, I was like, and initially my thoughts like, I don't know because this page is just to scratch my own itch. Mm-hmm. Like I, I the, what I find for myself is that every time I turn try to turn something into a business, I then lose interest. And it shouldn't be like that. And the only thing that's worked and been prolonged is the music. But I'm also not at control. I'm not at total control of the reins. Eddie takes a lot of control. I just help him nav- navigate. And that I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm okay there. But like as far as like trying to create something of my own. Because um, even, in, even in this podcast, like I, I, it, it wouldn't work without you guys here. When, Ju- when Justin was here, when we had Gonzo on like in the beginning. You know, it wouldn't work if, that, if it were just me or whatever. It just wouldn't happen. And uh, so, yeah, so like going back to this question of, you know, it's like, yeah, the career and trying to find, trying to keep that fire on, just moving. Um, 
and developing other things. You know, I've now I'm, I'm technically an investor. You know, I have my, you know, I have, I'm, I have an account with Vanguard. And then, uh, so that's the finance. The health and body, I mean, just a brief, I lost 25 pounds last year. Now I'm just doing total body recomp. So that's the, that and the career music is like, well, yeah, now it's kind of on autopilot very intentionally. You know, I'm, I'm very much active, but, you know, it's in automation mode. You know, uh, Tim Ferriss has that in the four-hour body. I'm oh, sorry, four-hour work week, which I would have never thought to call it automation, but it's like it's okay to have some things automated so that you can just keep, you know, as long as it's still moving, like you're good, you know, because it's such a in a in a flow state. Like that's what I call it. It's, it's such an, it's in a good flow state that it's like, okay. So now it's like, you know, working, continuing to work on relationships because I feel like that's like the foundation of everything. That's what that's what's been the foundation since playing, starting playing music live, you know, responding to ads on Craigslist and Facebook and like all these things and just trying to find people that are interested in playing music, at least same the same type of music or if I'm willing to kind of move, like, you know, whatever, okay. Because there's a few like people in corporate that we just jam out like garage band type thing and sometimes it was blue, sometimes it was country and like, okay, you know, I was willing to give up something there. And now it's, but ultimately it has led to like now, now this, and then now the podcast. So what do you, what do you do when, um, what happens? What do you, how do you react whenever like uh, the business aspect of a certain thing you're, that you're digging kind of kills it for you? Oh yeah. So, sorry. I never, <laughs> I never told in my, my, well, my I'm, point. I'm curious or, because you said, um, that music is the only thing that hasn't happened to you for, but mm-hmm. because, uh, because I'm at control of the reins for that and, and you're, um, Automation. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, I've let it go into so, automation, right. But, I mean, obviously, and, and we've had this conversation or at least similar conversation like this, like sometimes the business end of things like just really kills my mood. Right. Like I don't right. want to yeah. deal with that Exactly. And, and see, that's like, and that's why, because bec- like I said, every time I try to do that, like when I, and to me, I kind of goes back to like working previous jobs. When I worked in food, it's like this is such a shitty business. Like, you know, whatever. Like, And then like whenever I would cook briskets here at home, like, yeah, I love cooking briskets here at home, but only here at home, you know, it's like, it's like that, would that make sense? Like, try to, let's say, I, oh, I'm gonna start making brisket and start selling plates. I, I know somebody on Facebook, and he's done really good for himself, which is awesome, he's done a little entrepreneurial thing, and he's turned it into a very uh, hand-to-hand uh, relationship with his clients. Um, but for whatever, I, I, I don't have a direct answer for that yet, because I just know when, once, I, once I flip the switch to monetary, it dies. It, it, whatever the f- switch in my head is, it dies. So, whereas opposed to you, like Eddie, you come to me with your problems, like, well, I have a, I have now a totally different point of view. I'm like, Eddie, how about let let we can navigate, we can work with this, you know, we can work these angles, whatever that whatever the situation may be. Whereas, like, because you say like, and and for me, I don't even think it's like, like I have I have yet to get into the depth of like that shittiness of how it feels sometimes. Like the business, like, oh my god, this is so draggy. Like I don't even get there. But like I said, the, the switch for me is when I turn into monitor and I start trying to figure out margins, not even profit margin, just margins to cover costs, and I lose it. I lose it. Like, uh, like even now, like I've mentioned uh, as far as like the whole office supply thing and then like trying to give school supplies to the kids, it's like, well, f- screw it. I'm just going to go, and it's terrible to say, screw it. I'm just going to go to church, buy a bunch of supplies and give supplies to kids. I'm going to do that with my own money and, you know, like do that, you know. But it's not, there's no monetary gain from that and i and at this point i'd rather have that than worry about margins of like the business aspect of it you know yeah so that that's that's the only way i can answer your question that's a very good question that i feel like it's still not direct but it, it there's a switch in my head that as soon as i go as soon as i go to any type of monetary feedback it loses i lose it 
You. When I do it for other people, I help them. I'm, to- I'm but I think it's because I'm totally detached. I'm totally detached from the situation. It's easy for me to say, "Hey, hold on, don't forget this." But I'm not in the middle. I'm not. I'm not in the meat usually more times than not. Right. You know, the most in the meat is like honestly with you when we're talking prices for private gigs or hey, this person's asking this or, or uh, de- oh, developing like uh, we had that meeting before your call that a couple weeks ago. You know, like doing stuff like that. Like that's in the weeds. But there's no, there's no monetary thing. There's no monetary involvement directly yet. We're just trying to figure out numbers and okay, we can we can navigate the rest of it. But it'll take care of itself anyways. Right. You know. Man, the the way I've handled it in the past for me, when the business end of uh, my music career starts like eating away at my mood, I'll just like just gotta go out and play. I think like last time it happened, um, it was like Sunday night, and I was just like, man, it's like I just gotta go play. So like get in front of people and just like go play and just get mm-hmm. back to the basics of of things and then like so I went and played open mic at the prelude and that that saved my mood by by yeah a big one yeah tenfold yeah uh yeah i had to say it's kind of the same thing for for me the way what music does for me is that it also gives me an escape like if i don't if i okay if i go a prolonged time without playing a gig period like yeah i go a little crazy <laughs> you know like that that's just on its own but i think that's just the emotional tie in my head whatever that circuit honestly whatever that biological circuitry i have um that i need gigs like you know i it doesn't matter you know at some point it's like yeah going two weeks three weeks like okay there's there's something my brain's like okay hey you're, you're basically essentially going into like fight or flight mode i'm not scared of not not having another gig but it's like okay i've gone too long without a gig you know or whatever playing yeah. live because of that we've talked about like that that raw that rawness of being on stage with your buddies regardless and just playing it just makes you feel good right yeah yeah and that, that that's ultimately what it is like and this is where, like, t- Tony Robbins will probably go into, like, EKG and all this, uh, like, brain function stuff that you can actually, like, monitor and, like, uh, uh, take data from. And I've said this before on the, on the podcast, but, like, where your wavelengths eventually just clash. And this is where, Brian, we are talking about, like, your relationship with your friends, that you just feel good. And that's because you're literally, and that it goes very biological, too. It's very scientific where your brain, you guys literally fall into the same wavelength after some time like even here when we're going to the podcast sometimes it's slow to start sometimes it's fast to start but once we get once we do hit a stride it, it's because we're biologically on the same wavelength for this amount of time you know it just takes a little while we're in sync mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 that and that's the cool thing like ultimately you know it's like yeah okay cool and then you, you feel that you feel you just feel the fall in and well then you're able to spread all the uh, all the good vibes you get from you know these things and you're able to spread that onto other people which mm-hmm. is the best part yeah so yep 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 so good. Um, when I was at the Prelude last night, and I was talking with uh, with the owner, and um, he, we were uh, we we're kind of talking about this in a different context, but he said something that's like you know just again goes back to basic function, is you know uh, art drives the artist. Is that that thing? I guess like when you get like inish to play, it's like that that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. That's your art. It's your craft. And and I've said, oh, I've said this, even this, even when we did that uh, career day thing, and I then he was like, I'm a live player, like I, I play live, that's what I do right now, and and at this point, even more so, it's like, yeah, I, I play live shows, I I'm down whenever the tour comes, like yeah, we're gonna jump on that ship and go, you know, like yeah, there's no there's no holding back at that point, but that's that's just where I fall in, you know, I'm, I'm I guess for now I I can say at least for the time being, you know, I'm, I'll be that live musician that you see, you know full-time with Eddie, but any freelance gigs that come up, if I'm off, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be there, you know, like, even when I'm at 
when I'm at Louis and I play with Madeline and I play with Southern Ashes and you know it's like I'm there and some some of the not not lady because it's been a while since I've been there but at some point when I was like going back and forth and they're like hey like you're with like we see you like with both like yeah it's just a fun gig you know I have chill time and just come out and hang out for a while that's yeah. what it is for me like you know that's where like I kind of have free reign and not, not that we don't have free reign with uh, like our project with Eddie but it's it's still different. And that's what that's what a good thing about it, because with Eddie, like we we're we're heading in a direction, and people will see that. You know, if you haven't seen it yet, like you, you need to go to the show to see it, and it's only gonna get better and bigger, and that's good. Like I'm I'm for it because it's a totally different thing than being a freelancer and saying, hey, can you come help us? Like absolutely, like yeah, let's go let's go jam out and have have a good time. You know, it's it's yeah. more for me. It's one of it's one of those things. I I don't know how that'll sound, but. Uh, it's it's just different. It's just different when I'm sitting with a band that I play with once, maybe twice a month, if I'm lucky. You know, if I have the ounce of luck of getting the extra gig on a Sunday, let's just go hang out and jam out and shoot the shit. <laughs> For sure. What has been your favorite mistake so far? It's mm, a good question, Brian. You're up. Oh man. Right now. So I don't know. It's tough to pick like. What'd you say? What was the word favorite? Or what was yeah, it? Yeah, and I I intentionally use favorite versus like, oh, the biggest, not the biggest mistake. Right, like, right. I, your favorite mistake. Like that that language is very particular. I don't know, purpose. man. I need some time to, to think about it. But ultimately, yeah. without, like I said, without any of those mistakes, I wouldn't be here right now. Mm-hmm. And I, regardless of my downs, I my lows, I I like where I'm at. Right, right. Uh, just, I, I guess, the reason why I came up with that, question because that's one of my questions but it's more of just changing switching words around that's all it is it's not that i haven't heard something similar but uh earlier today i was listening to a jim rome video and then i was reading an article from uh, i don't i need to find out how to pronounce his name but his name's tom billu he's the guy who got simon sinek to answer the millennial question he has impact theory that's his show technically a show on uh, i don't even know what they show it on i guess like cable but, but it's that like five minute, six minute one that went viral on. Yeah, yeah, he's media. that guy. He's that guy that got got Simon Sinek, that got that then got that video to go viral. But on his today, he posted an article of uh, the top twenty five books every person should read or every leader should read. Either way, um, there's a a variety of books. Extreme Ownership's on there. Power of Myths on there. Um, a couple other books uh, that I had read, I had, I've already read, or I have, I have them here. Either way, uh, there is a book on there, and it says, I think it's a Jim Rohn book, I think, or John Maxwell, but it's like sometimes you, sometimes you win, and it says sometimes you lose, but it crosses out lose and has it puts learn over it. And so with that, just that book, I have not read the book. It's the first time I ever see the cover, but just with that, I was like, yeah, you learn. I'm like, okay. So I was like, yeah, what's your favorite mistake? Like, you know, what, what would be, a, if you could think of one, like, or you guys are, uh, mine, I think I've said it, because it's, it's always the one that's fresh on my, it's, it's, it's my primary driver to try to just be conscious of my language uh, when I'm trying to help somebody of the story of when I, uh, junior, uh, junior year, you know, being a bad leader. You know, that, that was 10 years ago, like, and it's very prominent in my head. Um, that's probably my favorite mistake, because it's ultimately, even through the, through the, through the mist of like you know, the past 10 years, um, that's one of those mistakes. I, I call it a mistake that then helped me drive, you know, to now and, you know, trying to just better. That's then led to, you know, talking with you guys and trying to help Brian with his stuff, Eddie with uh, anything that you need help. Like now at this point, content, like, hey man, can we, yeah, let's do it. And then I'll, I'll knock it out, whatever. 
and you know just anything like that and release and I've always said I've already said this but um, I I have to say that's probably my favorite mistake only because let me hear it's not my proudest you know and my favorite thing about that type of question with favorite mistake is like you have to check your ego like you know it's like my favorite mistake well I'm perfect so there's no mistakes it's like well are you sure <laughs> you know like you know it's one of those things I guess I'd have to say like now that I've had some time to think about it I kind of just defaulted Brian you go first because <laughs> uh, I, I had to really think about it but um I guess like it's gonna be kind of specific but yeah uh, some of my favorite mistakes um, in general I mean this is a mistake I've made more than one time until I realized that I was making a mistake was in my songwriting where um, you know I'd sit down and write and and a lot of times um, you know as a young writer like things just kind of felt forced for me and and like maybe like a section would take me like an hour to complete or I was trying to be too perfect with it or I was trying too hard to you know just force something out but like over the past several years it's kind of all like you know it, it accumulates into like well why is this so hard to like like force out and it's, it's because it's not you you're trying to do something else and it's like you're trying to like imitate another writer or you're trying to imitate another artist or you you're not using your voice right you're not using your words the way you would use them so uh, it's that, that's just been a thing for me and, and it's kind of fresh on my mind because i was having this conversation over at the prelude last night so um yeah you know, just writing with your voice. And when you don't feel good about a song you wrote, it's probably because you didn't write it with your voice. That's why you didn't feel good about it. So that, like, just in retrospect, thinking on all the times that I was, you know, forceful with my writing or I just didn't enjoy what I had at the end of the session, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. is because of that, because it was not of my own voice, you know. So that's just been a favorite mistake of mine to, to be catching recently because it's made my songwriting process a lot more fun because I'm aware when I'm not, I'm, I'm aware more quickly now when I'm not using my voice. When, like, I've got, like, a couple of lines and I'm trying to pair it with another couple and it's just, ah, nothing's coming out. And it's just like, well, it's like you might want to retract and think about what you're writing and why you're writing it and does it represent you. And, mm -hmm. you know, so it makes my process a little bit more fun because I'm catching it in the moment now as it's happening versus in retrospect, several years down the line. Yeah, it's down. And that, that, that's good because then it, uh, it, you're able to check that variable off. So it's one, it's, you're essentially simplifying one piece to know that, okay, I need to, if, if I have this good, then I can write, you know, the song's going to be done, you know, where it's just what, exactly what you said. I'm not going to reiterate what you said, but, you know, it's essentially a, a variable that's checked off. You know, yeah. you don't have to worry about it anymore. Because you're, I think, I guess, saying out loud, being conscious of like maybe details like that allows you to continue. You know, that's a type of simplification is knowing what the variables are as opposed to, you know, running in blind, whatever it may be, whatever project it may be. Very cool. A question I have on here, well, I'll just read it. It says, what's going to create meaning for you? I got that from Tim Ferriss. And the way he ties it in is like, what would give you, he says hunger because his thing is hunger. So what would give you hunger, and I put drive, to help somebody else? And then what's going to create meaning for you? What impact in your past, what event in your past do you think has led you to this? Now, I don't know if we can answer that. It's very, for me, it's, it's semi-rhetorical because I know, I, I somewhat know what drives me. Um, as far as the leadership thing now, the the school supply thing with kids um, is just that, you know, giving them the tools to be better. Um, that's my short answer. Um, I don't know if you guys can think of something that has impacted you that you think maybe, hey, this is why I'm reacting now. This is why 
relationships are important to me. This is why career is important to me. Oh, okay, I'm going. I'm <laughs> a, uh, I don't know. That's only fair, I guess, that I go on this one first because I made you do the other <laughs> one first. Yeah. Um, well, what gives meaning to me for as far as like my career choice goes? And, and well, hold on, hold on. Like, like leading off with like, what would give you the drive to help somebody else? Oh, then tie, then tying in, you know, meaning for you, like so meaningful for you, but to do like to help, to want not. It doesn't matter what you help them with, but just to want to help others. Okay. So what gives me drive to help other people? Yeah. Well, just, I mean, um, I mean, empathy. I mean, human emotion, empathy first and foremost. Like, you know, if I see someone in a rough spot, I, I generally want to, you know, chime in and help them where it's an area that I feel like I have something to offer. Right. No, can, do you have, so, do you, can, can you possibly think of an event or something that where it's like, man, like that, like really stuck out? Like, okay, I went through that. You know, I'd want to help somebody else with that. Um, yeah, I guess more recently the one would be like, you know, breakup, like, okay. you know, like, got like just, you know, a buddy that's like in a tough spot and like, okay, well, I was kind of in that spot like pretty recently. So my mind's pretty fresh on the topic and, and, uh, and what I, I feel like it's, it's pretty level. So, um, y you know, like I feel like going like through like that breakup process, there's obviously a lot of emotion involved. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, as, as we've talked about before, emotion leads to, uh, irrational decision-making a, lot, yeah, a more, lot of times. More times than not, right. Yeah. And so, and while it's good to have some emotional factor in your decision-making, you should, um, be able to step it, away from it. It should be the last factor, not yes. the first factor. There you go. And so, uh, so I, I feel like that's like kind of been a, a big thing I've seen, uh, this buddy struggle with. So I was like, yes, I've, I've been there, been there recently. So it's, it's something we can talk about and, and work through in that, uh, that it's like I'm gravitated towards, mm -hmm. um, you know, helping them through. Yeah. Brian. I don't know about, like, a specific event. Because, I mean, cause, I mean that, that's where Tony Robbins, like, tied in, like, his yeah. old child, like, childhood event. That's like, man, this, would, this is what drove me. Now, like, mind you, I mean, mind us, like, yeah, he's, like, 40 and now fed millions of people and, like, you know. But he's had that catastrophic in his in his brain. You know, it was yeah. it was significant event that I think, and I, I guess maybe I did find an event which was not recent, but it doesn't have to be. For example, like one thing that that drives me to help others is if there is like potential there, but just the situation, the environment, variables aren't aren't cooperating, and there's something you can do to help that person reach their potential or to do better. That's what drives me, like yeah. that potential success that they can have if maybe, you know, they're in a bad spot or whatever and you can help them out. And I think one one event that occurred to me was like in, in band, like in middle school, I joined in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. I borrowed a school instrument. I, I didn't have money to buy my own. In high school, a friend's parents bought me my first horn, which was a beginner sax. And then the high school bought a professional saxophone for me to use. And eventually I made state. And I don't want to, like, say that the sax had, like, everything to do with my success. But right. maybe it just gave me the confidence to do so. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so perfect. So me and my – the owner of Nine Round, me and my boss, were talking today because he's like, oh, so you're going on vacation? Because I'm going to be out this weekend and then next week I'm not going to be here either. So we need to plan the future podcast. Anyways, um, and I said, yeah. I'm like, well, this weekend we're going to Dallas. I'm like, I have Louise. We're going to TCU, going for a camp. 
like, oh, really? He's like, TCU, he's like, TCU is a good campus. And so we, we went off on that tangent because we talked for like 30 minutes. Like me coming back and forth and talking about this because he has a nephew who's like 13 who's like getting college ready for baseball. Like he, like he's kind of on that yeah. mission. Yeah, which is really – two years younger than, you know, Luis. Like, damn, like, shit. Like, that's just amazing to me. Anyways, um, so we're talking about that. He's like, yeah, it's a good campus, good this and that. And then uh, – when you got that professional sax, you say you didn't know kind of what it was, but it gave you like a drive to like do better. Um, and that was the thing is like giving tools. Cause I, I think now I, I didn't like my, I, I was very hard to, from, I was, I think I was worse at change in high school than I am now. And now I'm just more adaptive. I'm not reactive. I, I'm now adapt, adapted to try to stay on offense and little things that I do know. And, but one thing that me and him came to conclude, or I came to the conclusion while talking to my boss, was that I think that if I went to a college camp, uh, some type of preparatory sport camp for baseball, I think I would have been driven in that sense. And that's what I was going to tell you with you. Like, you know, you had the borrowed, borrowed, and then you got one bought for you, and then they got you a pro sec, then you make state. And this progressive line, this timeline of success <laughs> that I'm going to tie in again of, you know, and, and, the motive, and this is one thing that I love that Echo made clear on eight, on episode eighty three was, like, kind of the misuse of the word motivation, where like the action is because you have motive to take action, right? You have motivation, but the, you have a reason, you have a defined reason, you have a a solid reason that's going to give you that fire to get to do something. And I know when I got my first American Telly, I know I felt great. I know when. Uh, when I got my catcher gear, brand new catcher gear, I felt great. You know, like it, it just gives you like that little spark. And like talking about that, like your high school experience of this progression. And then me think, me talking to my boss, talking about his his nephew. And then me thinking about Luis immediately because like, yeah, we're going to a college thing in, in Fort Worth, like Texas. Like there's going to be a lot. There's going to be kids from the ages of 14 to I think they do 20, junior college basically, that still have a chance to move up to a D1 school like the following year. And uh, I'm like, so there's gonna be a variety of students there, and I'm hope like I, I said this like I'm hoping with this camp like Luis is gonna get more drive to go, and like now that I'm talking to you now we're talking about this and you talking about your experience, I talked to my boss about his nephew's experience. It's like it's almost inevitable to hopefully be driven that much harder. To be like yeah, I really want to be here, or I said this before like we're okay. I you know I I don't want to be here. I, it's not you know I don't like it. Now, I, what I won't stand for is laziness. Like, oh, like, just because of the hard work. Like, no, that's not a reason. That's not a good reason. Uh, but if it's a legitimate reason, if I can see and have a conversation and see, you know, if, if it's meaningful, then, yeah, like, absolutely. And this, to me, this is only the driver of the first one because the good thing is it's only one-day camp. So, like, we can play it. Because even my boss, he says, like, you know, some of these summer camps, they're really give and take. Like, you kind of don't know, especially these longer ones. And I was like, well, this one's only a day, so it's kind of a good thing. You know, we can figure it out and see how it goes and, you know, if anything, we'll be back next year or, you know, whatever, and hopefully plan that out a little more, you know, with, with time. Because the only thing is, it's only once a week, but they have it for eight weeks. You know, it's once a week for eight weeks. So I can bet that some of these kids that are in high school are, like, going every week. You know, it, it's only 50 bucks a session, so it's not expensive. It's very, very able, you know, able. And you, you meet the coaches, you know, at some point I'm pretty sure they start remembering names, which kind of, like, makes me think of like okay this is how coaches kind of get out you know or players get their names known you know because i know one of luis's fears is like because of the school he goes to 
he's scared because of how small it is. Like, I think it's like a three, barely a four A school, size wise, and so he's scared that because it's such a small school and such a small like community, it's not even a town, it's a community, that you know he's gonna be overlooked. I'm like, dude, if you work hard, and if we if we do if you do well over here and just get to know the coaches, make sure they remember your name, work as hard as you can so they remember your name. Like it's just the beginning. Like th- they will be around, dude. I'm like, you're six three, three hundred pounds, bro. Like <laughs> we have time to get you in better shape, more like better shape, and then like you know it. The to me, the stars are lining up for you, you know, regardless. And all you gotta do is worry about working out, you know, five six days a week, and then the rest will be taken care of. But uh, but yeah, tying tying to your timeline of you know progression, it's, it's it's good to hear, and I think you know we we need that. We need that one thing and. Of course, leave it to Tony Robbins to tie it in, and you know, someone who's had his his experience. You know, I feel like in my head that something like that, like I'm, we, well, me and Eddie talked about that. We're like, did we talk about divorce? I think last week with Justin, and and we're like, you know, we didn't experience that. So because of that, we're like, we're ultimately blessed by a significant amount of per- like percent of the people of kids in the world, right? And because of that, because and also this is why I tie in is like because we understand that then, you know, it's, it's, it's our, it is our duty. In my head, it is our duty to progress and help, you know, because we understand a lot of things that we help. Um, one thing that, so we had a barbecue Saturday, and it was just, it was me and actually a couple friends here, and we were talking, and then uh, one of the questions that one of my clients, well, clients, but then my friend's girlfriend uh, she asked me, she's like, what got you, like, so into, like, the military? And I was like, well, for one, you know, I have kin, there's kin, you know, there's family. I, I'm, I'm just kin of, you know, family that have served in Vietnam, primarily Vietnam. And uh, I'm like, so that was, so I've always had kind of, like, that bug. And then, you know, now Jocko and, like, that whole uh, motivation ties. Because of, I, I feel like the, there's, like, the, of course, the ties because of kin, but what motivates me, and this is like maybe like a new thing, but the the understanding that I'm civilian and I'm free. To me, that for me that's significant because of the story that me and me and Eddie we read for uh, it was Memorial Day that we did uh, Freddie's book, you know, uh, River of Dreams, and then we've talked about extreme ownership, and I've you know gone you know neck deep into like just military style and the cool thing that I'm okay with is that Jocko has tied it into business so using that at least helps me keep the discipline but the whole point of the of this little piece is like understand that I'm a civilian that's okay but I'm free like I, I have my own de- I can make my own decisions you know there's, there's nothing that you know you're essentially not bound like even Tony Robbins talks about like you know the 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 mainstream media the television type media, you know they're designed to make you look, you know they're, they're designed for that you know, and luckily because that, thankfully for because of Tony Robbins and Tim Ferriss and all these guys, you know there's there's a there's a clearing beginning you know it's, it's very I, and interesting enough like it seems like it's barely happening like this is just the beginning, you know like considering how many millions of views like some of these videos get and they go viral and whatnot. Like, imagine in five years of hearing more Tony Robbins-esque stuff, more Tim Ferriss-esque stuff, more... My, my thing is, like, imagine where Jocko will be in five years. You know, like, 
one thing I I think and I I want to assume like I'm like kind of correct was like his consulting business um was essentially run by like it was it was a small company you know it was like maybe three or four of them and now and the only reason why I think that is because uh they had the muster in Austin last week when uh, Thursday and Friday and they show Andy I think it's Andy Burke and uh, JP Donnell which they also so I think one's uh, former Marine J- JP served under Jocko under Leif Navy, uh, reti- well, now retired Navy SEAL, but uh, like something like that, and like they're, if they're only a five-person, six-person company right now, and they like they essentially they started I think 2013 or so, and like they've kind of kept it small and concise because it helped it allows Jocko and Lave to just really center in on like the the management because that's their, that's their thing is management, but like they're one of the groups that I now think about Echelon Front as a company. It's like where will they be? What impact will they? Ha- also have in you know five in five years which is i'm looking forward to that um i think that's very cool but retracting to the main segment of motive like another thing that motivates me to take action is knowing that i'm a free I'm, I'm a free civilian and when me and Luis talked about this briefly he's like yeah but what about like president trump and blah blah, blah. i'm like dude if i want to go eat chinese food i can spend money and go eat chinese food president trump does it, what does it matter like, I mean, there's macro things that he's a part of, but, you know, today I, I woke up, me and Luis went to the library, we were there for like three, four hours at the library, had lunch, I showered, I took a 20-minute nap, and then went to work, and then I got here, finished prepping whatever material I could get for today, and then now we're here recording this podcast. Like, Donald Trump didn't have anything to do with this, you know, like, he, he didn't. You know, he, and that's, that's probably the biggest thing. And, that, and when I told her that, she's like, it kind of made sense, because... At work, like I tuck in my shirt and like, but that's just like the discipline that I want to bring the 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 mindset, you know, trying to change, uh, help change and help adults with their discipline, because that's what they're. I, essentially, I think that might be what people are looking for when you go to a gym and you work out and you're you want to better yourself. Well, that's already the beginning, but okay, let, let's crank it up a notch. Let's let's do a little better. Let's do a little more. And uh, one thing that I did think of while I was on the floor at, at nine round was uh, I was like, if I can help adults get more disciplined about themselves, how will they impact their kids? And when that clicked, I'm like, if I can help kids have the right tools to take notes and to listen and develop an attention, like focus, you know, to, to develop attention more than anything, to develop focus. It's like, how will those go hand in hand? And that's kind of like, the, the, that's the tail end of what I've been pondering on today. Because like I, was, I had already done like some of these questions and I, I was like, okay. But then that question, I was like, discipline, okay. Adults, okay. It's like, if we help adults, you know, people that are older than us, that they're in the gym because they want to better themselves. If I can give them a good vibe, a hardworking vibe, you know, will, will that retract to their kids? Hopefully, and I hope, I hope the answer is yes at some point. You know, it takes time, but I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the work. That's all I got for today. We can wrap it up there. I know I talked a lot, but I think because of all this information being pri- uh, relatively fresh, that's why that that's what's been on my mind for today. Like I said, I I literally just tried to prep as best I could. Um, I hope that listeners get, you know, one like like I said this I think since the beginning. If you can get one thing out of it out of this conversation, you know, 
um, one thing I think I said, I think I said this in my vlog from last, one of my vlogs from last week. I'm like, as much as, as much of entertainment as there is out and accessible to everybody, I'm like, I'm realizing that that's not me. It, it's, I'm here. I want to have fun. I'm down to have fun. Saturday night, I had a great time. I had a night off. I enjoyed it thoroughly. But, you know, I gigged Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. You know, like, I mean, it, I'm, that's just not me. And, and I have to say, like, ultimately, or I guess maybe to reiterate for listeners, is like, you know, I, I just, I want you, I want us to get better. That's all I give a shit about. I don't give a shit about anything else. I'm not, I'm not, if you want entertainment, go watch Netflix. You know, like, it's cool. You can watch Netflix for whatever and then come back and let's, let's get back to work. Like, you know, that's just me. I don't know. I, right now I'm just speaking in my mind because um, I feel like the transition's happening and I agree with it. I agree with, with, with I, agree, I agree with the transition that's happening. And there's only so much entertainment you can have so that you can get the actual life that you want. You know, and that was another sub uh, topic that we talked about on Saturday. Because they were talking about, like, if I ever go out to bars, I'm like, I'll go out. Like, I'm down here. If I get invited more times than not, if I'm off, I'm down to go hang out. More times than not. Like, whether it's Draft House, whether it's every once in a while I'll go downtown with Brian. <laughs> and then like because because that's what they brought up, like downtown I'm like i'll go out and then like and they finally realize like but wait a minute like you play live music it's like yeah like i'm part of the entertainment system so i hear loud music constantly like yeah like that's why i'd rather be at home and barbecue you know i'd rather have be at home barbecue i have music on but it's in the background i allow the music to be in the background it's not my focus you know it's it's being present here and just having that but anyways retracting to my point of like I'm not that. I'm down to have fun, but um, I don't think, and I have to say that this podcast isn't for that. You know, I, I try to bring these questions, and now that I'm, I'm at, I feel like I'm at least like 40% developing my own questions now, and veering from questions that I've heard or I'm listening to um, from every from anywhere that I'm at, whether it's YouTube, mentally, or if I'm at nine round a physical place. Um, that's what I got. Um, we're gonna start closing out the podcast a little bit differently. I don't know if you heard the beginning of the of Justin's. I uh, I just have like a little song intro, like, like it's like a twenty minute clip of a song um, that I'm able to use. And so I want to say right now, you know, if you want to continue to try to progress, and if you can take one thing from us that you can give somebody else, you know, subscribe, leave your feedback, let me know, let Eddie know, let them know, so I can so then they can tell me, and we can try to maneuver. But the maneuvering is still to better yourself. The maneuvering isn't to entertain and, you know. And I'm not trying to be maybe a Debbie Downer or sound like a Debbie Downer, but, you know, I'm, it's just, that's just not the direction. That's not where we're moving right. At least right now, that's not where we're moving. In, a, in, a, in five years, when a lot of things have settled, like, who knows what this will turn into. But for now, for the time being, we're tw- people forget, like, you know, being 25 years old. Like, the good thing about us is that we want to learn. That's the good thing about Justin, too. He wants to learn. So that's what we're trying to do. So Subscribe leave reviews, and then these guys will give you their, their social media so we can continue the conversation on the interwebs. Eddie? Hi, everybody. This is Eddie Signs, and you're listening to... I'm <laughs> trying to do my best radio personality there. Um, no, you can find me on my music page stuff, eddiesignsmusic.com. It's got all my social links on there, all my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything like that. So it's really just uh, 
really should have just been saying my website all along. I feel like <laughs> right. that would have been like the easiest way to do this for you guys. Like I, I really like instead of just having to spell everything out. Like yeah, my last name's pronounced signs, and it's not spelled like how it's said, and you know, and then there's an underscore. Yeah, just go to just go to EddieSignsMusic.com. All right, Brian. Europe. In that case, I should just be, just go to the show notes. <laughs> right there, you do the show notes, and it is, it is. Go ahead, Brian. It say, is. Say but, you can, for but you can find me on uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Brian Alejandro underscore. Check me out on Fiverr too if you're down. Yeah, I need to get on that game with you, Brian. As far as getting uh, your review and stuff done, yeah. I I need to get on that too. I, I need <laughs> I need to hire you for a couple of things. Uh. You can follow uh, follow us on the. I just started, of course, the Instagram page, Twitter. Uh, if you have, at some point, any any uh, questions that you're willing to acknowledge and give to us, uh, at Moving with Life underscore for Instagram and Twitter. That's the one I just created, so it's very fresh. Um, funny thing about the show notes is like, what crossed my mind is like. It's a podcast, though. Like, they're listening, so they should also want to hear, like, our deal. Because I know, like, I've, I only look at the show notes sometimes. Anyways, uh, I'm going to leave you with this. Qu- I'm going to reiterate this quote um, that I got from Tony Robbins because of his experience. And it is, don't let your family suffer because of your ego. <laughs>